I'm Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and you'll be glad to know we're in a much better mood this week because we're looking at uh, Season 2, Episode 17, The Execution. And guess what? What? It's 100% jocks are free. Yay! Hey! Wait a minute, you tell me it's not him that gets executed? Shit. Oh, uh, I didn't think that. That's put me on a downer now. (laughs) For one brief moment, I lived in a world where we might execute Joxer. I mean, I'm against capital punishment, (laughs) but for the crime, the heinous crime of being Joxer, I might might, change my political opinion. (laughs) Listen, what's your punishment for the crime of being Joxer then? Oh, banishment. Exile. Exile from the fucking show, please. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah. Or is it one of those things where the where the crime itself is its own punishment? Like in that famous book. <laughs> it probably is actually. <laughs> <laughs> What's that famous book about crime and punishment called again? I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, um <laughs> There we go. Have it in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. It's putting your Russian language degree to good use for once. But, yeah, that's been a long time since that's come in handy. <laughs> when I did my year abroad and I was in Russia, one of my teachers gave me a picture book of crime and punishment. Wow. Like, handy. That's what you want your kids to be reading. <laughs> Was it a pop-up book? Kill your landlady with an axe. No, it wasn't. It, it had quite nightmarish illustrations, though. <laughs> I, think <laughs> that. I think there's a gap in the market for kids... Crime and Punishment pop-up book. Like the axe could pop up. <laughs> With the tab that you pull to, to make it... To, to make it hacker. Swing the axe. To hacker. Yeah. 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 Pull tab to hack. And then you can pull another bit for blood to come down. Oh, awesome. Let's get publishing. <laughs> Alrighty. Dave's... Well, this this has been a bird's eye view. We're off now to... <laughs> Our We're off to Dragon's said... Den. It would be incredibly easy to make a publishing house. She seems to think it would be the easiest thing in the world. Yes, um, she does. So, well, I think I think publishing house is one thing. It's it's the printing that's all oh, right. Anyone can call themselves a publisher, right? Yeah, it's like you can set up your own record label by saying, I am "I've got a record, record label, label now." Shit, I've got one now. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for you, uh, there's no money in music production. For indies, for indies anyway. No. So hurrah! Well, sure. In that case, should we should we should we go back to the uh, the podcast? In should that we go case, back to the episode. Let's go back to the money making scam that is Bartavio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we make so much money at this podcast. I think we make negative eighty pounds a year. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could, you know. At one point, I remember once they saying, like, oh, I could put, I could, like, make a Kofi or something for server costs. And you were like, yeah. And I'm like, at this point, it would just seem, it would just be, you know, like, <laughs> an act of desperation. It'd be like, does it, anyone yeah. want to donate £3 for our server costs? Like, <laughs> like, I think I don't we'd make ourselves to, very sad doing I know, that. Like, it's like, I don't want to ask that question because when the answer is inevitably no, it's just going to make me miserable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, no. I'd rather just keep paying for the server costs out of pocket. Than, Absolutely. Than like like reveal to myself the true depths of um <laughs> the world's indifference. I saw we had a new follower. Okay, hi. That's new exciting. Follower. Hi, new follower. <laughs> Do we have them so seldom that we can single them out? 
I know. <laughs> you know what? This is a bit like it's a bit like the the my old priest um, at the church that I used to go to before I became a lapsed Catholic. Uh, who mm. like ev- every so often would just go on some unhinged sermon rant about how people don't come in church anymore <laughs> and you're like the people you're talking to are the ones who are there yeah. so like <laughs> let's stop this now and just talk about the execution cool um so this is a follow-up as my mum would say oh no it's a folly up thing um to <laughs> i love your mum <laughs> Yeah, well, mum, mum can't stand two parters for things because, generally speaking, she's forgotten what happened in part one. By the yeah. time part two occurs, um, so mm. she likes things to be finished in a in a sensible time period. Um, not have to. So, like, which episode in. is this? Is this following up? I know it's the one with Maliga, but I've forgotten the name of the episode. Well, I was going to tell you. I was going to after I'd finished my little tangent digression about my mum and her various nonsense. I was going <laughs> to tell you that it's a follow up to. Uh, the Prodigal, a.k.a. A Bug's Life. Yes! <laughs> yes, you're quite right. <laughs> How could I have forgotten? <laughs> I did I did subsequently go and watch A Bug's Life, and you're quite right. I know. I, I, quite, uh, of course you do. <laughs> fully aware. Fully aware of being correct. So, um, the previous Milligar episode was A Bug's Life, and this Milligar episode is Murder, She Wrote. Right, or you had a good joke. <laughs> Tell us your good joke. I did. Well, it's mur- murder. She ululated. Murder. We get to we, go. <laughs> we get to that. We get to that about halfway through the actual <laughs> Jessica Fletcher business. Oh, but we man. start. We we begin our episode with Zena uh, and Gabrielle on their way to go and see Maliga at, at his request. Um, yeah. Gabrielle's super excited because she's got kind of a um, a platonic crush on him, hasn't she? A, a father, a father figure crush. You on can Maliga. have crushes on your father figures. Well, that's, that, that's listen. Why, that's why I don't have the daddy no, issues crush. that you do. Not <laughs> crush. Oh. She's hero worship. Hero worship. That's, that's the, the I knew there was a phrase for, for it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, not a daddy. Not a daddy crush. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. So la, la, she's hero worshipping Maliga on the way into town, telling Zena all about his amazing exploits. Um, and yeah. Zena's got a sort of well world world weary sort of sighing, yes, I've heard all this Here before. Here we go again. I've heard all this shit before. Um, luckily, Gabs <laughs> reminds us that she's just as uh, potty about Xena. She's got some sort of crush yeah. on Xena too, I believe. Um, that is an actual crush, crush. <laughs> A non-platonic crush. Although Xena may be the daddy, I don't know. Oh, I think she is the daddy in that, surely. Yeah. Be, right, anyway, moving on. Um, so they're in town and she's like, hey guys, we're friends of Maliger. Uh, to which um, the response is, I kill you. And she, a bunch of people try and kill them. For <laughs> yeah, being fight, fight, fight. Yeah. This, is our, this is our first big fight, fight, fight scene. Yeah, where they fight some guys uh, who are like, you're too late. And you're like, too late for what? And then they go into a, a makeshift courtroom thing and discover that Maliger's yeah. a big old bad murderer. He did a bad murder. 
Ooh. So they say. That doesn't seem like him. It does seem exactly like him. It's like, oh, okay. Gab- no, come on. Like, I mean, Gabrielle's defence of him oh, yes. <laughs> is to so list all the people list all the people that he's killed like she's like this is beleaguer he slew a hundred men at the battle of whatever and i'm like is this really your defense for saying he didn't kill someone well well, she doesn't even know that he killed someone she doesn't wait to find out what what the crime is yeah she says no he's he's no he's really good because he killed a hundred people this time and and (laughs) three hundred people that other time yeah what's he what's he on trial for again killing people (laughs) (laughs) oh shit shit (laughs) <laughs> what a terrible yeah terrible it's a defense terrible defense um <laughs> although we've seen in a previous episode and a previous courtroom drama that we've had of this show that gabrielle yeah. was quite a good defense lawyer you know yes <laughs> but you well know. we all have our good days we all have our bad days at work yeah i suppose <laughs> i suppose yeah so, but the well, main thing is that the, the there's good... a... sorry what were you gonna say no, I was going to say that the good news is we discover that the judge is known to be a fair judge. He's got a reputation as a as a fair and, and just judge. I just um, my arse. Just a cunt, maybe. Thanks. Thanks for the pity also, laugh. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're quite welcome. I've got I've got a few in reserve for the episode, if needed. Got a few in reserve um, for just our friendship in general. You need them quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he also seems to be a bit of a hanging judge. Yeah, yeah. The hanging judge. He's noose happy. The hanging judge, um, unnoticed, was being widened dined. That's from. I'm, I missed that completely. It's Say a that song. again. Is that a song? Um, <laughs> it's, it's a song. <laughs> I, I was just randomly <laughs> quoting the song Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts by Bob Dylan. Oh, get you. Mm. Anyway, carry on. There's something in it about a hanging um, judge. Yeah, so um, Zena says no. He's he's fair. He 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 presided over this trial. I've I've heard about and he, you know. And Gabrielle says so. So the guy was acquitted. It's like mm, no, not really. No, not really. But you know, he did make them have a trial at least instead of just killing him. Yeah, so... he was acquitted by the neck until he be dead. <laughs> um. <laughs> so basically, there's there's a. An hourglass, except of of unspecified duration. I think it seems to be about a twenty four hour. Yeah. yeah so a, a, when the sand runs from this glass, then we yeah. will execute him. A twenty four hour and, glass. And already, <laughs> yeah, a twenty four hour glass. And already, the, the villagers are um, gathering in the square. To, yeah, that's hilarious. To get a good, a good get a good seat, get in, get in there early. The old woman who's there, there's a cap, is there's quite a, funny. <laughs> Yeah, she's. Um, I've I've got her down as Madame Defarge. Have you? Are you familiar with um, no. a Tale of Two Cities? Um, so the Tale of Two <laughs> Tale, Tale of Two Cities by by Charles of the Dickens, um, oh, set in revolutionary set in revolutionary France. There's a character, this this old crone who sits at the foot of the guillotine knitting, um, which is what this woman's doing. But in in a in a Tale of Two Cities. She's she's actually a messenger. She's she's knitting pattern. She's knitting code. So she's oh. she's taking names and kicking ass basically, Kick, taking names and rolling heads. Knitting um, code. I mean, like yeah, I, she's I encoding. Want, I, don't, I don't think messages Dickens, into her knitting. I don't think that Dickens could have been a knitter because it takes so fucking long. 
takes a not real by the time you're an old crone. Long ass time, man. Crocheting. Now crocheting's fast. That's the sort of thing I, you can I get a message just, into. I think you've just self owned your poor knitting skills. I mean, yeah, I, I do know I, I am a slow knitter. But it's a fucking slow business. My mum knitted a whole uh baby's blanket thing. It took her like a year. Maybe I'm owning my mum's <laughs> made knitting. It, made, it, knitting. made it a graduation blanket. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so so she'll 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 become a bit more relevant later on. Knitting, knitting so woman. Do you think Madame she was a deliberate Defarge. reference to that book that no one's ever heard of? Yeah, yeah. No one's ever heard of a tale of two cities. It was joke. It, listen. It's a joke. This is the best of episodes. It's the worst of episodes. <laughs> no, it's not the worst of episodes. No, we had that last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Anyway, so this um, uh, villager, the knitting woman, it actually turns out that she's not just there for comedy relief. Um, yes. She was also a, a witness at the trial. and um, she, Well, she's the one eyewitness. She's I mean, the only evidence. No, she's got two eyes. <laughs> the, la, one-eyed la, la. Man wasn't, the one-eyed man wasn't real. Sorry, you're getting confused. <laughs> um, you're confusing me now. You're confusing the listener who hasn't watched not- this episode. They're not listening In to some this years. if not watched the episode. Come on. Come on. Let's well, be crack real on here. then. I'm doing it. Look, just let me get in my own time. Okay? There's nothing I hate more than being rushed. I mean, there's a okay. couple of things I hate more than being rushed, like jocks. Or... Well, when, whenever you're ready then. <laughs> okay, okay. Any time now. Any time. Any time now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, flashback. This is flashback one of the episodes. There are three flashbacks that we get to enjoy. Put that in inverted commas. Um, so this eyewitness saw a dude stumble, a dying guy stumbling out of a stable and then moments later, Maligar stumbling out of a stable with a bloodied sword in his hand. So that seems pretty conclusive, right? Hang him, string him up. String yep. him up. String him up. <laughs> right. oh, I don't like that, actually. <laughs> What? What? That's the most conclusive evidence I ever heard. <laughs> so that's it. That was that was the whole, all the whole all the evidence that the trial hinged on. So that's cool. Um, Gabrielle <laughs> comes to Zena with the cock cockamamie story that Maligar says he was camping. I wondered with a where that was going man. for a second. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't come with a cock cockamamie. No. Mm. They keep that in the saddlebags. Um, at least according to the fanfics <laughs> that I have read. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, Maligar says he was camping with a one-eyed man. That is the most hilarious. The most is that do you think that's a reference to the, the fugitive? The one armed man. Oh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like Judge Arbus mm. is like Tommy Lee Jones, basically. He's the Tommy Lee Jones of this episode. You know, uh, I can prove I don't do it. I don't care. You know, like Ooh. that. Yeah. Okay, so Tommy Lee Jones. Um, that's <laughs> what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones um, is like, no, we're going to string him up, and Gabs is like, well, I'm going to help him le- help him escape so he can go and find the one-eyed man. 
<laughs> and she... Which, which she which she does by the the tried and trusted method of taking in his last meal which is basically a, a really nice looking charcuterie board yeah um with wine and some with wine with pairings wine. yeah yes <laughs> um which naturally naturally the, the guards gorge themselves on and yeah. um and like the guy was the wine like... is, is actually knockout juice yeah, the guy was like, "What goes with lamb? White or red?" Um, I mean, red, right? This is basic. This is basic. Yeah. This is I'm basic. Pretty sure. Do you do you not do you never watch Saturday Kitchen? Unbelievable. Um, wasn't there a <laughs> wasn't there a hilarious takedown of James Bond by a baddie once about whether he could about how uncouth he was for drinking red wine with fish or something? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, James Bond's a cunt too. Um, moving on. <laughs> Controversial. Oh, he's a cunt. <laughs> oh no, wait, it's not. Yeah, he is. Controversial. <laughs> so Gab's um, <laughs> breaks Mulligar out and immediately gets yep. herself grabbed by a mob. Um, yeah, he he gets away, but she she she's at the at the hands of the mob in the in yeah, the in the village typical, square. Typical Mulligar behaviour: uh, running out and leaving her to carry the can. That's what he did in the last episode too. Yeah, a bit of a pattern. Yeah. Uh, and yet, for some reason, she still thinks he's like the bee's knees or whatever. Um, mm. Don't ask me why. So Xena leaps into the centre of this, knocks everyone about a bit, and is like, let her go, don't touch her, that's my job. And um, <laughs> That's my wife. That's my wife! Of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel um, a new jingle coming on. Yeah. So uh, Tommy Lee Jones lets Xena take... Gabrielle and go and get Maligar and she promises he's she's going yep. to bring Maligar back, right? Because she mm-hmm. at this point now believes that Maligar's guilty, I think, because um the one-eyed man story is so flimsy. Yeah. Um and like she sees through him a little bit whereas Gabrielle's just like, "No, but Maligar is the best not, for some reason." Not Maligar. Not Maligar. Yeah. I've put him on a pedestal. <laughs> um Yeah. And um so they go off to get him. Gabrielle is like still aggressively on Maligar's side. Uh, yeah, she she face faces off against Zena really. Yeah. Strongly, doesn't she? Yeah, she's I, I mean pointlessly, to fight over obviously. It. Yeah, but, pointlessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is willing to fight over it. She cuts her staff up and everything, and Zena just like this is like it's, humiliating as fuck. Zena just backflips over her. She's just like yoink, yeah, bye. It's, it's, <laughs> It's it's almost another pitchfork moment, isn't it? It's Gabrielle squaring up against Zena for what she believes in, except this time except she's, this time she's not entirely right. And... Yeah, except <laughs> this time it's dumb because you're fighting. You're going to fight over Maligar the shitty. Um, <laughs> like Zena catches up with him. It's, it's not shitty. A... He's flawed. Oh, Maligar the shitty, right? Uh, so Zena catches up with him, and they have a bit of a fist fight. Um, because Maligar refuses to sword fight with her, presumably because he knows he'd get his ass handed to him. Um, <laughs> I don't, what I don't get is why they fight at all at this at this moment. Because Zena said, I, "I want to take him back, but I do want I want to ask him some questions." Mm-hmm. And he throws his sword down and says, "I'm not going to fight you." It's like, no, I, I I I do want to ask some questions, but but I quite want to fight as well. So let's fight first. No, really the, reason fight. They, the reason they fight is because he's like, "I'm not going to use a sword on you, Zena." And then punches her in the nose. Like, he punches her oh, first. Oh, does he land the first blow? Yeah. Oh, okay. He punches her. And she's oh, okay. like... And then she, like, oh, well, that's fair, her. then. 
she like cricks her neck back and is like, right, oh, okay. Yes, yes. I'll also throw my sword okay. down, but punch you back, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Maliga the dickhead. There we go. Let's yeah. let's settle on that. Yeah, Maliga the dickhead. Okay. Um, so obviously Xena wins and convinces him that he needs to tell Gabrielle the truth, which is dun dun dun. That he was drunk at the time. Oh, who saw that coming? Literally everyone. Oh. Literally Alcohol everyone. in my father figure. It's more, it's likely, more likely than, than you think. think. <laughs> Poor Gabriel. So Gabriel is in my like alcoholic a father figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more likely. G- Gabrielle does this wounded puppy act, yeah. but but that turns very quickly to judgy little madam. Yeah. I have to say. She's she's not at all sympathetic. <laughs> It's like, you were um, drinking she... again, you bastard. You might as well die yes. then. You know, but no, like... Dead to me. I think that, I think that it's more humiliation, isn't it? From having been on his side and been, having been willing to fight oh, her girlfriend over maybe. it and then realising that she acted like a twat. You know, she's thinking Yeah, that's about, embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing, isn't it? You know, so like... But I think, I think she's, she's, she's very harsh to him, though, I, I think. Oh, he deserves it. He lied to her. He he bullshitted her. Like he like completely bullshitted her, and like let her to out of shame though. Whatever. He allowed her to take these ridiculous risks, like you know, uh, breaking him out of prison and fighting with her girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, in this in this hang him first, ask questions later town. You know. So yeah, no, that's that's fair. He's a dick. So. Well, he's a, he's a dick, and also he thinks he he did done it. He thinks yeah. he done it. So in because his head, he, right? It was it was all a bit of a blur. But I came. I sort of next thing I knew, I had this bloody sword, and the guy was dead. And yeah. So in his head, what, what other explanation could there be? So many others. Uh, there's one ex- incredibly unlikely explanation, um, mm. which turns out to be true. We've <laughs> 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 got a few twists yet in this tale. Anyway, we have. so it's a twisty turny thing. Zena convinces Gabrielle to stop being a judgy little madam and go and like spend mm. Maligar's last night alive with him um <laughs> by the fire so that she doesn't regret it later. And the next day they all seem mm. to be quite like pally again on their way back for Maligar to be killed. Um like having a good laugh <laughs> on the way nice. back. <laughs> um so this is where we get uh, another flat. We already had Beleaguer's flashback number two, so it's showing things from his perspective, and we're about to get yeah. flashback number three, which gives us the real truth. Because mm. Beleaguer mentions how hideous the sword was, and um, this triggers a memory from Zena. So after a bit of a, after a bit of a a, a diversion uh, from one of um, Tommy Lee Jones's men who's come out to get them. And they fight him, and like they defeat oh, him. Oh, Zena does some good arrow catching. Yeah, this is good. Oh, yeah, and uh, like she catches one arrow in one hand, one arrow in another hand, and then she gets the next one in her teeth. That's funny. Yeah, and then she <laughs> climbs up into the tree to where this guy's got a crossbow sniper nest, and um, holds up the three arrows and said, "You dropped these," which is funny. <laughs> anyway, so they tie him up. With his own noose that he's brought out to, because pre- he's gonna, he was gonna perform the execution as soon as he found the guy. Um, yeah, one luckily, one man lynch mob. Yeah, luckily he's a twat, so 
they yeah. just tie him up on his own noose. <laughs> hoist on his leave, own... Leave him dangling. Hoist on his <laughs> own noose. Um, <laughs> and they go off to find this cave that he supposedly passed out in because Zena wants to have a look at this sword. And when she yeah. gets there, she picks up the sword and immediately has this flashback. And she's like, I know you didn't kill him, Malinger, because I did. And it's like, oh, dun, dun, dun. <gasps> um, so this supposedly happened. That, that was... Is- that was one of those details I'd I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten this was the resolution of the story was that Dina had um, sort of struck the fatal blow. But it was that as soon as she said, Maliga didn't kill this man, I, immediately my brain just filled in. I did. <laughs> I had a, had a couple of, had a couple of little moments like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Silly, silly, but silly, silly. I've got a question actually. Hmm. I've just thought of this. Is this a plot hole? I think this is a time. I think this is a yaxi that we've got going on here. I'm just going to quickly check. Yeah, because she said this occurred yeah. last winter when Gabrielle was at the Bards Academy. So that is yeah. a reference to the Athens City Academy of the Performing Bards. Okay. Right? Ooh. Which? Yeah. Was season one episode? Hold on. Hold on. IMDb. Was that Which 10? was season one, episode 13. Oh, 13. Okay. And, the and what prodigal episode is the prodigal? Was season one, episode 18. So Ooh. this murder, this death thing mm. happened before Maliger met Gabrielle at all. So. Wow, they, they really weren't banging they on really nerds watching this, were they? <laughs> thought this through if not have thought this through yeah. in the least my god it was just a lazy bit of script wasn't it so well, really it must have been lazy. at some point Why when was Gabrielle wasn't around they like oh what was the time when Gabrielle wasn't there um so the whole thing that this yeah. hinges on of Maliger having had a drinking relapse just doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense whatsoever should we not do this anymore what just quit the podcast should we just stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now I've just now I've discovered this terrible truth. <laughs> oh well. Okay. So like So I think we I think we just have to ignore that. It's a yaxi. Yeah. Uh, it's all the nonsense is just and like this is even more nonsense what happens like because we're expected to believe mm. now that she this was that she remembers in detail a sword that she saw briefly in the dark once months before. She has many skills. So many skills, like a fucking um, photographic memory for swords, apparently. Um, oh, she's a sword nerd. She's a weaponry nerd. <laughs> That's her special interest, is it? I, you know, she's, you know, she's I complete, on yeah. the spectrum <laughs> with swords as a special interest. <laughs> go, I, I completely believe she would remember the details. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> Come on, this this whole show, like for six <laughs> six series... Depends on um, how many times have we said, oh, someone wields a distinctive looking dagger. We'll see that again. (laughs) (laughs) That's how how ancient Greek society worked. True, true. And usually a distinctive dagger is distinctive because it would be absolutely shit at being a dagger. Yeah. And this sword And and the same with this sword, actually, fits that bill. Yeah, 100%. Really bad at being a sword. It's Um, it's, um, kind of wavy like one of those Ikea mirrors. Yeah, shit, man. (laughs) The fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
yeah, so she remembers killing this guy who had been attacking someone mm. for no reason. Um, luckily, yeah. this guy, this guy that he was attacking for no reason, um, Zena sent him to one of a, a, a place that her, her army used to camp out. Uh, another convenient <laughs> place that her yeah. army used to chill. Um, <laughs> They're and, dotted around yeah, all over the known world, aren't they? Yeah, and obviously the guy's still there. Um, so she goes off to find him because he's going to be her proof. But this episode has yeah. one more twist yet. No, it's got two more twists. It's the second last twist of the episode now. <laughs> Which is, guess what? That the guy was being attacked by the dickhead with the skull sword yeah. because he knows that Tommy Lee Jones is a bad man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically he's in witness protection, isn't he? Yeah. Well, if Zena's the witness, Zena is the witness protection officer. Yeah. 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 yeah so like, this this little guy who who does I don't think ever actually gets a name. He's just the little this, guy. He was he was trying to kill this little guy. So little guy is in witness witness protection. Um, Zena is AC twelve. Uh, yeah. Uh, Judge Arbus is H. Okay. I've been, I've been, we've been, we've been binging. Not seen, um, oh, haven't you? Oh, uh, we've been okay. We've been don't binging worry, Line of Duty. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry. Should sure, it's very good. It. Well, no, I'm not going it's to. Very is good. It, is it gay? Um, I think it gets a bit gay in the se- next series. I haven't watched yet. Mm, as far I know, as I, I know, know, there was a lot of shipping. Well, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, there was a lot of shipping, and then nothing came of it. <laughs> oh, okay. So well anyway, done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So on. she, so what? What we know, what we learn from this little guy, is that the trial that Arbus built his reputation on was a basically sham. a sham, and and Arbus knew that he was executing an innocent man. That's kind of the the key yeah. thing. So he's he's built this this reputation as a stern but fair judge, and he's stern and not fair at all. Boo! Yeah, it turns out he'll just so, do what he likes. So Arbus is trying to Arbus is trying to get this guy assassinated to, yeah, you know, dead men tell no tales kind That's of thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, I've called him in my notes. I've called this judge so many different things. Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I think I called him Judge Dread at one point. So you know, basically, like, I am the law. You know, this guy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. basically, right as I was, as I said at the start, just a cunt. Never mind, not just, just yeah. a cunt. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so meanwhile, just a cunt. Wonko, his... Wonko, unlike Judge Dredd, is stern, but actually fair. Actually, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, so just a cunt and his and his like group of bozos. Um, have mm. by this point found Maliga and Gabrielle because Maliga went outside for a piss or something, and yeah. it's just. <laughs> but they they come upon them while Maliga is dictating his last will and testament. Now I've got an issue with this again. He's like, I leave yeah. all my worldly goods to my family, and then he's like, I mean you, Gabrielle, you're the closest thing to a daughter I've ever had. Like, can I just say these people have met twice? Okay, I know. <laughs> what a Pitiful life he's had. A if deep relationship, <laughs> a girl he's met twice and disappointed twice. A girl he has met yeah. and disappointed. Oh. 
simultaneously tragic. twice genuinely <laughs> tragic <laughs> and then she's never gonna see him again we never see this guy again <laughs> well so, there's, yeah. there's precedent for that and would a will even be valid if it was dictated and scribed by the person by the beneficiary benefits? <laughs> you know? honestly Gav this is what he said mm. I've not just written this down <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the leaguer scratching his fucking X into it because you just know he must be illiterate <sighs> since he's since he's dictating it. We're doing well. Oh, I thought I thought you're gonna yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, let's. <laughs> what did you think I was gonna say? <laughs> Something's in your can't, head. Can't, can't remember. Can't remember now. Oh, you're so old. It's unreal. <laughs> It's gone. It's gone. Oh, so old. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> back in town, and the executioner yes. appears, and this is basically the executioner is Lurch. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't think it actually is Lurch, but it just looks exactly like him. Uh, absolutely. So he's <laughs> he's tall and taciturn and shaven headed and yeah. solemn and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's and there. There's, I thought. I'd, I'd forgotten this, but and I thought initially it was just a nice little sight gag. So he, oh, so when he turns up, um, Arbus tells him to, uh, Tommy Lee Jones says, oh, you, execution isn't until later. Why don't you go and get changed into your comfortable clothes? Mm-hmm. And he's like, these are my comfortable clothes. He's in these doomy, doomy execution robes. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then, then you see him in the tavern. There's someone that lives for his work. Yeah. <laughs> And then as as the execution approaches, we see him in his room in his tavern trying to decide which which robe to wear. And I kind of think, oh, that's a, that's a little sight gag. Which of these two like, identical robes shall I wear? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, no, it, it's saying, look, there is another robe. And then yeah. immediately we see Xena's hand come and yoink the, the second robe. So, yeah. so we know, oh, right. So Xena's going to cosplay as the executioner and yeah. just, you know, so, spring things that way. Cool. A number of clues here that the executioner is not mm. all that he seems to be. So it's yeah. <laughs> clue one: Zena's arm seen grabbing the second executioner robe. Clue yeah. two: When we see the executioner in the ga- on the gallows, his face is shrouded in shadow, and we don't see him. Don't see him face. Yes, it, his his <laughs> hood pulled, um, just really, really far forward. Inefficiently over it, he couldn't possibly yeah. see anything. <laughs> yeah. And clue number three: when yeah. they open the trap under the gallows, it's empty. There's no one there. So yeah, this is all going to add up to. Guess I'm so smart, me. Let's yeah, you know what's going on here. Up here for thinking. Who's really under? So, who's really under that robe? It, obviously, it's Zena, right? Obviously. Obviously. Well, jokes on you, chum. <laughs> <laughs> because Arbus gives the order, the the trapdoor falls, Maliga goes yoink, and eh, and the executioner pulls the hood back, and oh my god, it's Lurch, it's not Zena. Oh no, he's her plan so has obviously Maliga's... failed. Shit, so is Maliga dead then? Yeah, he dead. He dead. He Shit. dead, dude. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Hopefully. Oh, oh well. I guess Zena was just gonna get the get the robe and stuff so that she can intervene in Gabrielle's execution, which will be the next day. That must be it. That must that be it. Must be it. That well, must we be it. we know 
we know Maliga's dead because we see him in his coffin. We see yeah. the, he's we not see breathing the, the, at all. He's not breathing, no. lads. He's not. Don't look at his hands resting on his chest yeah, and how they are moving up and down. He, he's definitely dead. Like, just So he's taken okay. in, taken back in. How? Like, anyway, no, sorry, carry on. We'll deal with this in a minute. We'll deal with okay, this no, so to say he's he's carried in, in an open casket into, I don't know, back into the courthouse or wherever. Um, and everyone else skedaddles apart from um tommy what's his jones. face tommy lee jones uh judge arbus judge arbus as he um, introduced himself and he's uh kind of talking to himself and filling out the death certificate and this is a good line he writes cause of death justice which was the second line that point. i suddenly <laughs> he has as he says, cause of death, I just suddenly thought, that's it, it's going to be justice, it's going to be justice. And I was right. Um, but then a voice well comes done. from... you have filled in lines in an episode you have seen before. Ooh. Thank you, thank you. Well, I am very old and that is quite an achievement for me. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly Maliga's voice, or it must be the ghost of Maliga, his voice be, rings out and says... Haunted, yeah. It was. It's good. It wasn't though. It wasn't justice, was it? Not really. It wasn't really. <laughs> is that what you said about whatever his name was, the guy that <laughs> you built your yeah. reputation on, Volker the Vicious? Oh, that's right. Well done. Or something like that. I mean, I think yeah. the clues in the name. You know, what's your evidence for this man being bad? He's called Volker well, he's vicious, the Vicious. Vicious. vicious though. Vicious. <laughs> vicious bastard. Uh, and they're yeah. like, yeah, that sounds, that's right. That's the level of evidence they'd accept, though, considering they accepted that eyewitness evidence. You know? And what, what's amazing here is that um, Arbus is just completely unhinged by this, uh-huh. by literally hearing a voice. <laughs> oh, and, and Maliga sits up. Instantly and he goes, but, but you're dead. Yeah. And it, yeah. he flies into a, a, a confession yeah. like, immediately, rather than saying... Hang on, well, maybe you're not dead after all. Do you know, I think it's whack. I think as he looked at his watch and he realised there was about three minutes of running time left. And he was like, <laughs> oh, well, do you know what? I could string this out. I could go over and yeah. check your pulse. I could call the guards. But no, what I'm actually going to do is make a loud, unhinged public confession with all the villagers who are wandering back in again. That's very murder, she wrote. You know, there's someone behind the curtain listening to the unhinged public confession. You know, you know what else it reminded me of. He, he says um, he, he keeps saying justice has to be seen to be done, and and he says I don't care how many wrongly executed, how many wrongly convicted people I've executed. And I just thought, where That's have I heard tell. someone recently say, <laughs> let let the well no, I'll say let let the bodies <laughs> pile up in their thousands. <laughs> it's like Boris, you know, you said that bit out loud. Yeah, you said the quiet part out loud, Boris. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. So hooray! I think Pretty Patel uh, would say as well, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's only a matter of time till she gets health secretary. Uh, well, no, she. I mean, she's the she's the home secretary, right? So, like, justice well, and all that is, is under moment, her yeah. is under her purview, I guess. So, like, we'll yeah, bring back hanging, and like that'll be the next thing. She'll uh, be like, I watched the Xena episode of the execution, and I've been inspired to bring back hanging. Oh, God. 
Well, there was something time. in the news just today about her saying something about how the House of Lords shouldn't water down the Crime and Punishment Bill, or whatever, or whatever it's called. And wasn't there um, some Tory I... MPs just the other day bemoaning the fact that trial by jury sometimes lets find people innocent? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? They're like, maybe jury trials are an obstruction to justice. And I'm like, really? Really? So you've decided they're guilty in advance, is that it? Uh, well, that's the point of trials, isn't it? Tri- trials are to convict people. They're not yeah, to. Yeah, that's it. Oh my fucking god! The cause of is... cause of oh. death, justice. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what fucking country do you live in, man? Oh, uh, I hate this place. But so... there's nowhere better. Well, there are pro- there are probably many places better, but there's nowhere better that I can legally. I... I... <laughs> <laughs> right in, right in. If you've got any ideas about where right we can legally live, that's better. That I could try and go to. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is that I only speak English, and like, where is there a better English-speaking country? I think New Zealand. That... Yeah, let's move to New Zealand. New Zealand. Let's let's move back to New Zealand. Oh, you say yeah. back? I mean, like. Okay. Oh yeah, I've I've ever mentioned I I lived in New Zealand. When Flam lived in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were very True nearly fact. in a neighbor's WhatsApp group with Gabrielle's sister. Except you're in the wrong decade. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anyway, the episode's over now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they they um they go they go and spring Gabrielle from. Yep. From prison. Stick Tommy Lee Jones in the jail himself. Yeah, switcheroo. Yep. And then you know and it's the next day. One of the, one of the last. <laughs> do you know what really bothers me as as they're leaving town and Maliga's cutting down the scaffold with an axe. As if they're never going to need it again. Really, like, they don't need, need it for really artists. In a, really inefficient way. Really small Just, axe. you know, it with a small axe is making no impact on it at all. And oh. also, you know, timber's a precious resource. This is proper planed timber. Just deconstruct it, use it for something else. Don't... Recycle. Honestly. Yeah. Recycle, bitch. Honestly. Reuse, now, what bothered me? Reuse, reduce, recycle. <laughs> reduce. It's reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> reduce, Whatever. refuse, retire. That's my That's motto. what we say. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the really funny part, the really hilarious ending yeah. to this episode. Wow, what a funny yes. ending that you've come up with, guys. Um, the old woman who'd been knitting, it turns out she was knitting a doll of Maliger's hanging corpse. So she's a bit oh, sad yes. that this doll is now I mean like she should be happy because this doll is now like a uh incredibly rare. This is gonna be more more valuable. Like how old... yeah, it's, it's like an Edward the Eighth shilling, isn't it? Yeah, or like um, those Harry first edition Harry Potter books with the typos. You know, mm. that's what we need. That's what we need. Um, or like, wasn't there? Oh no, this was in the Martian. Sorry, it wasn't real life. It was <laughs> in the in the book in the book The Martian. Uh, mm. They had com- issued commemorative Mark Watney postage stamps, um, which, when they discovered he was alive, became valuable because they were. They said that he was dead. <laughs> okay, that was in the book, though they didn't put that in the film for some reason. I can't uh, imagine okay. why. Okay. Um, anyway, so she's got her Mark Watney postage stamps, um, and Gabrielle says, "I have no idea what you're talking about." But okay, you've never read The Martian or seen it? No, no. Oh, you should you should watch no. it. It's quite a good film. Um, I would say read the book, but like that will guarantee that you won't read it. 
Um, where was I? <laughs> so yeah, um, Gabrielle says, "Oh, I hope I, I when I'm her age, I'm knitting socks." And Zena says, "Don't worry, Gabrielle. In our line of work, we don't get to her age." What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so like, yeah, it's like, and off yeah. they chuckle into the and sunset about chuckle. their inevitable early death. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't worry, Gabs, you won't live that long. What the f- <laughs> Yeah. Don't wow. worry, you won't live, live that long. I've I've already seen trailers from se- season three, three to six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I mean, like, she only dies... Gabrielle only dies, like, twice, surely. So, in oh. the com- upcoming seasons. Xena dies, like, three times. Oh. But... <laughs> It feels like it must be them. more than that for both of I think, them. I feel like it's only. I think. I think Gabrielle might be only twice. Yeah, and and neither of those takes. No, no. Whereas the Zena's third one does take, unfortunately. <sighs> Sadness. Oh well, we've ended the episode on a fucking depressing note as well. We have. So that's we have. That's... What what can we do to <laughs> to recover it? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> give us your rating for the episode. That'll. That'll put us back in the Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm going to give it a nine. I like this one. Oh, I was going to give it a seven. Oh. Mm. Mm, interesting. Oh. You like this episode, huh? Interesting. I interesting. did. I like the... I, I quite like Maliga. He's a, he's a good recurring character. He's a decent actor. Um, mm. I sort of like the fact that we do see he's um, sort of backslid with his drinking it's it's not one of those Sip i had a i had a brief interaction drop. with gabrielle and Zena, and, and i'm cured now yeah apart from that apart from, <laughs> apart from the timing issue so I, I like the fact he's he's a flawed hero and that that's an appealing thing for me i think um is that because of like all the, your many and, and Gab- multitudinous flaws my yourself? many many flaws yeah yeah, yeah I, I see myself there's... in the league yeah, I suppose there's got to be like role models for people like you who are not as good as me. You know, yeah, you're obviously as... very much um, along the Xena mould. Well, you mean I, ten winners ago, I killed a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure with the Gabrielle of this podcast, perfect and judgy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a judgy little madam. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I've got a Xena that I go hang around with as well. You have, yeah. You have, um, yeah. A couple, a couple of nice, couple of nice fights, a couple of nice twists in the tale. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good episode. Many twists. Oh yeah, I mean it was fine. I didn't mind it. Uh, I wouldn't choose to watch it again if I was choosing an episode. So mm. I guess that's where seven comes from. Um, okay. Wasn't really very gay, you know. So I'm going to choose a no, episode it wasn't to watch. I'd, I'd want to watch a gayer one. So That's it true. was fine, entertaining enough for forty-two minutes. Um, well, I'm I'm in a generous mood, um, so <laughs> you know we 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 cancel each other out. We that averages us at eight out of ten, doesn't it? For yeah, it does. Our bird's eye view. Yeah. yeah. Did that successfully bring the mood back up? That's brought mine back up. Fabulous. What about right, yours? Then. Uh, outstanding, yeah. Now, speaking of gay episodes, next week is a much gayer episode. Yes. Uh, called Blind Faith. It is. Yeah. It's gayer in many yeah, senses, so, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. You're quite right. Yeah. You're quite right. So, 8 out of 10 for the execution, and next week we're going to look at 
uh, episode 18, Blind Faith, um, and we're going to learn how to safely handle um, various uh, herbs and spices, notably sumac. So do tune in for some some cooking tips and some, yeah. some health and safety advice on that front. And we'll yeah. see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flim Flam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon, and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!